0: Hello and welcome to the Juice and the Squeeze. I'm Julia Strand here, as always, with my co-host, Jonathan Peel. And today, well, what can we possibly talk about except, uh, you know, COVID-19? <laughs> right. Or or uh, not about COVID-19, but about uh, our response to COVID-19.
1: Right. Well, yeah. So how, how have you been doing, Julia?
0: Yeah, good. Um,
1: uh, sorry, full disclosure. I asked Julia before I pressed record how she was doing and she wouldn't tell me. And well, she no, just I, was said, like, I was like,
0: my guess is we're going to talk about that in yeah, just a yeah, minute. Yeah. I know. Anyway, this um, is the
1: first time I'm hearing this. So I have no idea.
0: Just, oh, goodness. So, so, listener, you get to find out along with Jonathan. Um, yeah, we're okay. We are um, safe. We're hunkered down in our house. Um, I mean, I'm in my lab right now, but it's easy because there are no humans on campus. So it's very easy to, well, there are some humans on campus, but it's easy to get here and, you know, still be quite socially distanced. Um, I feel like obviously this hits everyone differently and hard in different ways. Uh, I feel relatively fortunate in that my husband and I both have jobs that we can do easily from home. And, you know, without losing those jobs, we still get paid. Um, And so we're, we're, oh, we're fine. Um, We also are very lucky that my dear friend and collaborator, Violet, um was here visiting us over spring break. Uh but then all of this happened. Her college went online and so she effectively got stranded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: see, you see what I did there? Uh-huh. Uh stranded with us in Minnesota. So um so we have three grown-ups to two kids. Um the kids don't have daycare so you know but but a three to two ratio that's a good really ratio. It's a two to two ratio.
1: Yep.
0: Um so that's, yeah, that's the short version. How are you, you doing?
1: Fine. I, you know, I thought um, the last week has been, has been odd, uh, probably, I mean, not just for, for me, for everyone, but I felt like everything went very quickly from sort of like, we should be careful uh, to like, oh, you know, some stuff should happen to like, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like, you know, the, the sky is falling and every, you know, all of it, like all of a sudden. And not only were classes online, but, like, all research labs are shut down and we're getting kicked out of our offices and labs and sort of, you know, extreme social distancing kind of stuff, which I think is totally appropriate. But I think, like, my own emotional reaction was sort of like, you know what, there are a few changes, we can handle it. And then, like, all of a sudden it feels very overwhelming just trying to manage manage everything, manage a lab, manage kids. Uh, mm-hmm manage social anxiety or not social anxiety, social, like social media anxiety. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like very interested in everything that's happening, but I can't affect a lot of it. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of, um, yeah, just trying to, you know, I don't know, be wise about that. Um,
0: and also, also managing like extrovert,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: f- feelings of, I just, I want, I, I really <laughs> want to go to a bar. I really want to like get dressed up and go to a bar and uh-huh. talk to strangers
1: You know what you could have? So, so first of all, uh, this is a good example of how you and I are different, uh, because, because being more introverted than you, I think is safe to say, uh, that has not been an issue yet, but Mm -hmm. it it strikes me. You should, um, you should have a speakeasy like in your basement, Yeah, but Uh, you might not be able to have any people come to it, which is probably
0: what I'm really keen to do is have some, some drinking zoom sessions with friends.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Right. We just set up Zoom. Everybody gets a whiskey or whatever they're drinking and just, you know, or or not drinking or whatever, but just hanging out. We, we talk about, yeah.
1: Well, can you, have um, a, can you at least have a password so that it feels like a speakeasy?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, I'm an extrovert. I want everyone there. I'm going to tweet the link when it you're, happens. You're,
1: your pa- it's like all the bad passwords people have for online stuff. Your password will be password. <laughs> <right>? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> My password will be just give it one guess and you, yeah. Right. Um, but but so so today we wanted to not add to um, not be another source of like let's talk about all the ways that things are terrible and messing everything up and isn't it awful? But instead, try to be more focused on what are we doing that's working? How are we converting our classes? How are we dealing with our labs? All of which, while raising children with no daycare, so hopefully hopefully more on the uh, on the upbeat side of things, despite. The immense challenges of this situation. Yeah,
1: and I, I do think so. I, I've been on I've been on Twitter a lot the last week, uh, and part of, it, part of it is for sort of newsy stuff, but a lot of it has been um, just being really inspired by a lot of a lot of colleagues, most of whom I don't know, uh, but just seeing what other people have been doing and sort of how people have gotten creative, and that's been uh, that's been very encouraging. I think So I've gotten a lot of mm-hmm. helpful uh, tips from people online. Should we talk about teaching first and then talk about like, well, yeah, let's do teaching and then like sanity and then other stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I'm teaching sensation and perception in the spring. It's typically like a 35 person class that also has a lab section or like two smaller lab sections where we do things like, you know stain our tongues and count the fungiform papilla. That's the little visible bumps on your tongue uh, to, you know, determine if people are super tasters and do a lot of like touch demos and smell demos. Um, And so it's a, it's a class that um, is probably the most, the class that I teach that is the most difficult to convert to to online. Um, But you know what? It's going to work. I've been like thinking hard about it for a couple of days and come up with some good ideas and, you know, fun things to substitute. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fine, but, but yeah, but it's going to take a lot of work. Um, so c- my c- plan, Oh God,
1: oh, I kind of ask, are you doing, um, like synchronous or asynchronous? Are you having a set class time or can people sort of, you know, access materials on their own schedule?
0: Yeah. So I'm going to try it a couple of different ways the first week and kind of see how it goes. Um, Carlton, my college has, uh, is really encouraging us, I mean, but even if they weren't, I would still want this too. um, that we still maintain a lot of like live interaction with our students. Um, and so class time is a good time to do that because you know, everybody's free then. Um, but I'm being sensitive to the fact that people are in different time zones and all of that. So, so my plan is that I'm recording like short lectures, um, maybe like 20 minutes long. So students will like do reading on their own. They do online quizzes on the reading, which they did even before there was a pandemic, um, And then during class time, they watch these short pre-recorded videos and then meet in small groups that I've set up to um, do like problem set questions and activities together. It's kind of, you know, like a like a flipped classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we will also have some opportunities for everyone to like come back together as a full group. Zoom uh, via Zoom to um, like go over the problem sets, answer questions that people have and so forth. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, for the for the students who are within an hour or two of our time zone that that works well for. That's what we'll do. If it turns out I have a lot of people who are far away in different time zones. um, I'm hoping that I have enough, you know, people who are in similar different time zones that I can still have them like be in a group together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's what I'm going to try for at, the, at least at least to start, because the things that I really care about are I I definitely do not want to do mandatory synchronous lectures
2: mm-hmm.
0: because it's difficult for tech. It's difficult for time zones if things go wrong. Um, I think it's also just really hard for anybody to focus on like a video, like on a, on a video lecture for 70 minutes yeah. right? like i don't yeah. even know you know no matter who's doing it um and so these short lectures that i'm doing are like i've recorded a couple so far um and they're like they're content dense but they're also like zany and have funny stuff in them um mm-hmm. because i know that like staring at a computer for a long time is hard mm-hmm. and then breaking it up with like lots of opportunities for them to be answering questions solving problems in small groups so that's that's the current plan. That sounds good, and, and actually, yeah. so
1: you posted to Twitter the <laughs> I- intro video you did for your class, which I thought was great. Uh, it, it featured you and your Perception Nook, uh, <laughs> right? Um, and with lots of like um, props. I mean, clearly you have a lot of <laughs> you have a lot of props uh, at least yeah. for this class. So which is, which we'll, is great.
0: <laughs> we'll post a link to that in the show notes. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, and my my goal with that was like you know, I talked to a bunch of students who were saying things like, it seems ridiculous that we're going to pay Carleton tuition to take an online class. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so I, I wanted to do something that was kind of making a gesture to my students saying like, I mean, right. What I said in the videos, it's, it's online, but it's still Carlton. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, and, mm-hmm. and letting them know that I know that this is hard for them and I'm going to do everything I can to make it fun and interesting and good. And, um, you know, that, that we're all in it together. It's, uh, it's not right. how I want to be spending my spring break, but I'm happy to do it. Cause it's going to, you know, all we can do is the best we can do.
1: Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, so for me, you know, although it would I would rather have it under different circumstances, it is sort of fun to have a chance to sort of rethink how I teach and think about instead yeah. of sort of like fitting the content into my model, like my model is, uh, more, a little more lecture based. It's like, you know, slides and chalkboard and me explaining things because I, I like explaining things with, with my talking. Um, but you don't, you know, you don't have the same interaction or the same face to face feedback, even if, uh, so I have, a, I have a fairly large class of uh, 200 students. Even if people don't talk, you can, you know, you can read the room uh, and tell if people are yeah. sort of dozing or, or not. Um, so anyway, so it's been sort of fun to think about, okay, if I was gonna, you know, reorganize what are the most important things and and how would I communicate that differently? Um, So I'm doing, uh, shockingly, uh, I'm actually doing a set of podcasts uh, instead of lectures. (laughs) I'm going to provide slides and sort of talk through the slides, but I hope it's in a way that if you didn't have the PowerPoint with you, you could just listen and sort of get the gist. And then obviously I think, you know, visuals are helpful. And so I imagine people will... um, you know, make use of that. So, um, mm-hmm. and the reason for that is I like the asynchronous idea. I'm worried about the internet breaking uh, if not mm-hmm. this week, then next week. Uh, just, I mean, there's so many, st- so many things going online. There's sort of the infrastructure of like zoom or whatever, uh, canvas at different institutions. There's people's own internet. Like you you know, you, not everyone has really fast internet. And if everyone in your neighborhood mm-hmm. is trying to do this and work from home and so on, you know, it might be difficult to keep up with video stuff. So I'm hoping, Mm -hmm. um, you know, podcasts help a little bit and I just think they're fun. So, but that's also different Mm because no one else I know is doing that. So I'm kind of making it up uh, as I go,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah, um... (laughs) Yeah, but I like podcasts as you know. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. That's true. We're all making it up. (laughs) And,
0: you know, and you know, one of the challenges of this is like, we're all trying to learn a bunch of technologies that we don't know how to use. Um, and so it's nice when you can capitalize on your strengths. You already mm-hmm. know how to do this.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying so. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, <laughs> no.
0: I, I've been using um, Panopto, which is a lecture capture software that Carlton subscribes to, has an institutional license. I don't know. Um, but it lets you like record lectures where, um, so it records my webcam so they can see my face. And a slideshow, like, my PowerPoint slides at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends up, you know, put together in a link. So the students get a link that is, like, m- my face lecturing while moving through the slideshow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and and uh, I really like it. You know, there's um, – uh, it was pretty easy to learn how to use. And the uh, all of the, like, ho- like, recording, editing, hosting, and, like, sharing all of that stuff all happens – on Panopto. So there's not a lot of like downloading video files, uploading video files. Um, So that is, has worked well for me so far.
1: That's great. I have not heard of that before. Um, Mm -hmm. And since I'm not doing anything with lectures, I'm not going to, I don't have a recommendation to share, but Mm -hmm. I do have a different recommendation, which um, I I forget if I mentioned it before. In my mind, I learned about this from you, but I think actually that I, that was false. Uh, This is perusal. (laughs) Uh, do you remember us talking oh. about this a while ago?
0: The... Uh, Violet just told me about it. Okay. <laughs> I thought, but maybe you had, um, I don't
1: know. I think I told you Source about it before because I thought you had taught me about it and you didn't. Anyway, per, I, <laughs> there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, Perusal is um, provides a platform for like collaborative reading. Um, and so it, you, if you have a reading assignment as a student, you log in. Um, it will keep track of how long you spend looking at the document. You can also highlight and make comments, uh, and it will score your comments on a basic like zero through three scale using some kind of quote unquote artificial intelligence. Uh, basically if you try and make a, you know, say enough words, uh, that aren't gibberish, you'll get credit for your post. Um, Mm -hmm. but the nice thing is, so within a class of 200 students, I can't look at everyone's comments, so I don't have to. Uh, but it provides some accountability for reading things outside of class. I don't have to make quizzes to sort of ensure people are reading. Uh, and mm-hmm. ideally, uh, then, then you can students can have comments with each other or especially in a, in a smaller class with a teacher. You can respond to written questions in the document. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, and if you have a big class, it will break break your class into groups of like 10 or 20 or whatever you want. So I have my class of 200 broken into groups of 20. When they log in to comment, they only see the other 19 students in their group. But of course I see everyone. Um, so right. this is, so the way that they make money is you can buy a textbook through perusal uh, and they make some money off that. And then you can sort of assign textbook readings, but you can upload your own PDFs. And for that, it's free. So you can like hmm. make your own document into a PDF and do that. Um, I will do research articles and I'm having them read anyway, upload those. And it's very easy to use uh, and you don't need to integrate it with anything else. So you you can, but you can just sign up for an account and make a class. And it's it's pretty user friendly. So maybe a little much to jump into like halfway through a semester. But um, I found it really, really useful. And for this, it's sort of like I don't have to change anything. It's like we can just keep doing what we've been doing all along, which is nice.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's nice. Um, and so, I mean, being, being asynchronous is helpful to like be accommodating and flexible with students, but I'm also interested to hear like what you're thinking about, about the fact that our students now are, um, you know, maybe having a really tough time, right? Mm -hmm. Like are in a situation they didn't expect to be in. Some are missing out on the spring term of their senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, you know, I guess the difference too is, Um, so Carlton starts spring term when we get back from spring break. So we have another, like, we will have nine more weeks. It's an entire term for us Mm -hmm. that will be online. So it's not like just a couple of weeks to finish up the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, maybe something to talk about too, about like the different mindset of we're just in the home stretch versus no, no, this is like a whole standalone thing all on its own.
2: I see. Um, Yeah.
0: yeah, but, but so I'm interested in like, um, thinking about the ways that we're like looking out for and taking care of and being accommodating to our sweet students who are like, also, I mean, you know, we're having a hard time, but like, Mm -hmm. so are they and they're younger and have had fewer hard times in their lives. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, um, and I think doing things asynchronously is one way of being helpful with that. Right. That it makes it easier to deal with time zones and their tech issues, whatever they are. Um, I've also been, um, you know, thinking about this challenge of balancing, like, academic rigor Mm
2: -hmm. with
0: being a compassionate human being. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, you know, many students are going to have fewer things going on because they're at home, right? They don't have, like, sports and clubs and activities and stuff, right? Like, much of that stuff has gone away. And so on the one hand, I'm like should I give them more opportunities? Like, should I give them more stuff to do to keep mm-hmm. them busy? But then I'm also like, I know I read the news and then have a hard time getting my head in work. Right. Right? Like, and so I, I certainly don't want to, like, overload them and stress them out at a time that's already hard and stressful. Um, and it's like, it's hard to do stuff online. And so I don't want to give them more work and then, you know, give them more work And in a situation, in a medium where it's trickier to do it to begin with. So, but I also don't want to give them less work and let them be bored and feel like they're not getting their money's worth. And
1: well, I think, you know, having, um, well, we'll see how well I do this too, but, but just, you know, thinking through it, having some flexibility and what, in the kinds of assignments you have. Um, Mm -hmm. so if there are students who have more time and more interest, you know, having something that is, it would, would lend itself to going a little bit deeper. Uh, But, but then if there are students who don't, that they don't have to, and rather than sort of saying like, so if you give, if you sort of only target one group, right, you you have these like more in-depth assignments, but someone who's struggling is now going to feel like they're falling behind. Right. But, but conversely, if you say, I'm going to have mercy on everyone and, you know, kind of scale back, then, then you might not feel like you're teaching as much or as well. And then, and then some of the students Mm -hmm. are just not gonna, you know, feel like they're learning as much as they want to.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I've, um, sometimes done in the past, uh, and I think I'll definitely do this time is like at the end of each lesson plan for the day, I'll say like, want to know more about X? Look at this. Want to know mm-hmm. more about Y? Here's a mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that they can, for people who are like, I'm bored, I want to just dig in and learn more about this stuff. They have mm-hmm. ways to do that, but it's, you know, they're not forced to. Do
1: you have like, um, uh, like an online, course management system like we you know we used to have blackboard now we have canvas i know i know there are different yeah, we ones have,
0: we have moodle
1: okay. um
0: and that's where i post like all of the readings um online quizzes the you know kind of exam guides mm-hmm. those kinds of things mm-hmm. um and i'm and i'm planning for each day they have like what do you do before class and then they have um what i'm calling the that class's landing page um where it's like a google doc that says you're going to watch this video. You're going to do this problem set. Here's the link for your group and who's in your group to do the discussion. Um, and so they'll have like, you know, that one place that they go to at the start of each class. And so it will be very easy to say like, want to know more? Here's some links at the end of the landing page.
1: Mm -hmm. That seems good. So, uh, so Mm -hmm. I have a canvas and what I've, so my organization is a weekly organization. So the plan is, Mm -hmm. uh, every Monday, I release all the materials for the week, so that would be the lectures, the slides, any quizzes, whatever, uh, and then that's all due the following Monday. So people have mm-hmm. a week to do it at their own pace, which I'll hopefully mm-hmm. remind them on. Um, and that way, anyway, that way, if they if they if you have internet problems or whatever, you can you know you can arrange it around your own schedule. Um, mm-hmm. And then Canvas has these things called modules, which is what it sounds like, but it, you know, it's a collection of things which can be discussions or links or files or whatever. And so each week is its own module. I mean, topical would be better, but I, anyway, the topics don't perfectly line up because I did this last minute, but anyway, so every, every week is a right. module, but you kind of know, like, I have to do anything in here. I have to do by next Monday. And then next week you have, mm-hmm. you have the same deal. So I, I actually kind of like that. I might even incorporate some of that, um, assuming we get back to in real life teaching, uh, I kind of, I kind of like being a little more flexible and also it forces me to sort of, um, well, you know, I have a plan, but then, you know, if I don't get through all the material one day, I say, Oh, well, we'll just do it next week, which kind of works. But this way is sort of like, you know what, this is the stuff for this week uh, and holds me accountable that way. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing, so I'm not doing anything at the moment synchronously, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, or not requiring it but I did I set up a slack workspace for class Um, Mm -hmm. and I've been I not required at all but just like if it was me I mean it is me so I guess I I vent on Twitter um, and and on this podcast to you Julia but but I think I would want some interaction and I feel like at least in my uh, generation it was sort of like online message boards and like chat rooms or not that I did a lot of chat rooms, like, you know, we're going back to like AOL days, you know, but like right. something like Slack or Discord or something where you can sort of just um, vent if you're around, but you don't have to be. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, so, so far af- as of, um, you know, this morning, like ser- many people had joined, no one said anything, uh, but I, I kind of hope that that might be a resource too. Um, and, and sort of, you know, they can ask me questions on it, but it's not like I'm always on there. So I'm, I'm really trying to do that as like, create a space where they can support each other. And then if they have class questions, I can weigh in.
0: That's a nice idea. Um, I also like it for like, if we are doing synchronous stuff where I've got, you know, five, seven, 10 different groups who are working on problem sets simultaneously, if they just have like a really quick question, they could like send it to me on Slack mm-hmm. and then I could like pop into their group and yeah. you know, that like that might be a, a really mm-hmm. much easier way to, deal with communication then do most or, students do most students use slack
1: i don't know i know that a lot of c- quite a few that i've spoken with um who are in research labs have their labs using slack so they're kind of familiar yeah. with it because i didn't want to I, I mean i was trying not to have them like download yet another app so i kind right. of that I, was my yeah, exactly yeah no i know i didn't like it but the i couldn't think of a better option so um, anyway, yeah. many of them are familiar with it because a lot of clubs use it also, I think okay. at least yeah. at least here. So yeah. And honestly, it's not yeah. a horrible, it's not a horrible, like transferable skill. Like it is a, it is a barrier right. to have to do it, but then actually, um, I mean, lots of companies, et cetera, use Slack or similar things. And so just kind of getting used to that is probably, yeah, not horrible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: My, my, yeah. sorry, my, really, my ringing endorsement of not horrible. Uh, not horrible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
0: Um. Yeah, because I, I am really keen to find ways that they can like feel connected to me and to Carlton, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, want like I want to be there for them, and I want them to know that I'm there for them. Um. And, and so yeah, that seems like Slack might be a nice, a nice way of signaling that and making access easier. I mean, well, in addition to like online office hours.
1: And mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. In my lab, um, we're doing a daily tea time. Uh, mm-hmm. so for, so from two to three, it's on zoom. Anyone can join. Uh, I guess you're al- allowed to talk about work, but it's not encouraged. Um, so it's mm-hmm. really just meant to be kind of social and a check-in. Uh, and I'm, I, I'll, I'll say in my in my lab, I will probably not be there every day. Um, I'm trying to show up occasionally. Well, we only did it like two days. But I try to show up occasionally to like support it. But I also think sometimes it's helpful if I'm not there. Um, sure. you know, I, I get along well with everyone. But just to try to like let them have their own, you know, anyway, let them have their own interactions without me. So um, yeah. that's kind of a, a thing. And I, I could imagine, especially in a smaller class, uh, just having like, a class hangout time even once a week. Like... bring your, bring your tea and cookies and like, we can just chat about stuff. And even if only three people show up, I mean, at least you're available.
0: Yeah, that's nice. I, I, I've been planning on doing that for class. Um, just having like a once a week, here's an hour. You can ask questions about perception or we could just talk about, isn't it weird how some people like spicy food and well, I mean, I guess we cover them, but, um, but you know, or it could just be whatever. Yeah. Talk about anything, but, uh, that's nice for lab. Maybe I'll do that for my
1: lab, too. Um, yeah, I think, I think uh, it helps give some, like, order to not only my day but to their day. I think yeah, I mean, so. we yep. can kind of transition to talking about how we keep our sanity. But, like, I think having totally unstructured time is usually um, challenging. I mean, it's great for, like, yeah. if you're on vacation or for a couple of days or whatever. But, like, um, you know, for weeks on end, uh, is you know, most people don't do great with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, right. So the challenge, the challenge for me and probably for you, for all of us is, um, I'm trying to balance, uh, teaching my heaviest course load in a brand new way that I've never done before while having children and letting my husband work all the hours that he needs to work. Um, and so the, the like structure, so I am not having the problem of like Big stretches of unfilled time.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. I am having
0: the problem of okay. If we split the workday in half, and then we both work from when the kids go down at seven thirty until we go down at eleven or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that's a six-hour workday for each of us. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So it's it's more trying to figure out like what are the things that I like need to be a functional happy human, which is like exercise, social interaction and meaningful work, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and, and like good time with my family and all of that. But like finding, finding where all of that stuff gets, gets slotted in given that there's now suddenly a lot of stuff to do in, you know, more stuff to do in the same amount of time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a funny, um, tweet that I'll, I'll post a link to this too, but it was, um, instead of working nine to five, it was, it was working it from home with a three-year-old. It was working 9 to nine ten, nine forty five to 10, 10:20 10, to 10:35. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> like, I
0: mean even just like for us to find time to record today, I, I was know. like, okay, Lola's going to nap, but I know John has to do this thing at work, and so what are your twins, you know, whatever. I'm mm-hmm, like
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. I'm uh I'm really trying to find ways to not work with kids. I mean to be mm-hmm. like when I'm with kids, I'm just with kids. When I'm yes. working, I'm just working. Yep. Um and that's worked so far, but I you know obviously different people, different things. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I'm kind of like somewhat concerned about is that I have so many things that I have to do for work. I don't want my time with my kids for me to just be like making lists on my phone and stressing out. Right. I want to be able to just like really be all in with them. Um, and so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So what, so I think we're transitioning from like teaching stuff to just general sanity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so do you have any things that you're doing? I mean that that sounds good. So kind of compartmentalizing, but I think in a good way, so that you can mm-hmm. just focus on the thing you're focusing on, not always yep. be multitasking.
0: Yep, um, yeah. So that's one thing. Another is like trying to put some structure and meaning to our day. S- sometimes on the weekends, my kids will wear jammies like well into the day. Right? We'll just have a leisurely breakfast. Everyone lounging around in pajamas, whatever, and. So as on the first like non-daycare day, I was like, okay, hold on. We I do not want to be in a life where everyone is just wearing pajamas all day. So <laughs> right. I'm like, everybody uh-huh. has to get up and get dressed. Mm-hmm. Um just, you know, so that we're so that it still feels like we're going places and doing things, even if, you know, we're not exactly. Mm-hmm. Um so that's good. Um uh,
1: <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw a good Jump suggestion, in. which is, I, I'm not doing it, but I liked it. It was um, to go for a walk at the beginning, and I think this also. Well, anyway, this isn't partly. This might be more challenging with kids because there's a lot of back and forth, at least for me, mm-hmm. between uh, you know parenting and, and not parenting. But anyway, it was to go for a walk, like around the block, when it's time to go to work, so that you get dressed, you like put on, you know, something quasi respectable. You go out the door, you walk around, you come back home. Now you're at work and you're like in work oh, so mode,
0: like a, like a little faux commute. Yeah, exactly. A faux <laughs>
1: commute. Exactly. Um, which I actually thought was, it was kind of a good idea just, you yeah. know, mentally to try to get in that, that mindset. And it forces you to get a little exercise and also to get dressed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that idea. Um, uh, another, another thing that I'm thinking about is, um, having, having those social interactions however we can. Mm -hmm. Um, The other day I was playing outside with my kids and a bunch of neighbors were out walking around and everyone like stopped and had nice, you know, like awkwardly far apart conversations, Mm -hmm. but it was just super nice to see everybody and talk to them. And, um, you know, that, that really, that really felt good.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's it's super important to keep up some kind of social interaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I think if you, you know, if you live with people, housemates or, or partners or kids, you get some of it that way, although perhaps not enough. But but there are lots of people who who live alone, and now they're sort of, like, told not to see anyone else. And I think mm-hmm. that is especially challenging. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's where I think, you know, if, if nothing else, like, video chat and, and phone mm-hmm. calls are, like, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to initiate those, but also if you know people, you know, who you can check in with, like check in with them because, yeah. you know, you don't always know how people are doing. And I think just saying hi can make a big difference.
0: Yeah. It's also, I've been really heartened. Like, you know, I've called or emailed, um, all my, like the people who live in my neighborhood who are elderly, mm-hmm. um, and just said, Hey, how you doing? If you need groceries delivered, you know, we're right here. Don't hesitate all that. Um, and you know, and they like appreciated it so much. And it, uh, it's such a, it's such an easy way to, still feel like a community, even if we're not hugging each other. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, I also, um, in the, in the conversations that we've had before about sharpening your saw and joining the resistance and taking time for not work things. Um, even though I'm basically working all of the times that I'm not sleeping or caring for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, We've also been trying to, like, like have a little bit of time for fun. Um, So, like, last night, after we put the kids to bed, my husband and Violet and I were like, you know what? Here's an idea. Let's not work. Let's let's drink and play a board game. Mm -hmm. And I suggested it. And they were like, oh, what an idea. Uh Uh, And we did. And it was awesome. And it was fun. And, you know, I feel more excited about work this morning. And I bet in part because, like, we laughed and had fun last night. Mm -hmm. So...
1: Well, yeah, actually, we should go back and uh, we and all of our listeners should go back and listen to those episodes Um, because it's sort of like whatever schedule or balance you, you know, you had in your life, you know, two weeks ago or a month ago, it's different now. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's for for me, it's very easy to kind of go into like emergency mode where it's like, you know what, I'm just going to get through the day or the week and then Mm -hmm. it will be back to normal. I like, you know what? It might not be a week. I mean, it's not a week, but like, it, we don't know how long it is. And so rather yeah. than sort of be like, I am not going to have fun again until, you know, everything's back to normal. Like, well, that's probably not sustainable. Yep. Um, and so you have to kind of make time for that stuff too, which is, which is challenging.
0: Yeah. I mean, and right. So the, the, one of the attitudes that I have been like approaching this with, um, and I also want to say I realize that, like, the situation that we're in and talking about the attitudes that we're having is coming from a real position of privilege, right, that mm-hmm. you and I are not worried about, like, putting food on the table and, like, we are not financially insecure at this point. And, like, obviously that is going to come with a, a whole other totally. set of challenges. And yep. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the approach that I have kind of gone into this with is, um, like, nobody expects that the research that I do this term is going to – it's not going to be my most productive research term. Nobody thinks that this class that I'm teaching online for the first time is going to be the best class anyone's ever taken, right? Like, Mm -hmm. nobody thinks that this is going to be perfect. And so all we can do is, like, is the best we can do, right? Like, Mm -hmm. all we uh, whatever this class is, is certainly going to be better than the students trying to learn it all on their own. Mm -hmm. It's going to certainly be better than if I just, you know sat there and read my slides to them or something Mm -hmm. right um and so 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 the rather than measuring from perfection down (laughs) i'm just trying to measure from like you know baseline up right Mm -hmm. like just how can i make this a little better how can i make this the lives of my students a little easier how can i make this a more fun learning experience how can i help the people around me um And, you know, we just do all we can do.
1: But that's all we can do. Well, it's a great attitude. I, I, Kind of joking, but like just a little bit not. It's sort of like if you have low enough expectations, you'll be fine, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like if we all lower expectations for the next couple of months, um, which is maybe, uh, you know, a nicer way to say it would be like just have some, you know, have some understanding for yourself and for everyone else, right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, things aren't going to be what you thought they were going to be. By some metrics, they might not be quote unquote, is good. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually, you know, uh, that doesn't mean that they'll be bad. And there can be lots of new things we get um, Mm -hmm. out of it. And and also, as you said, it could be much better than lots of alternatives.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and there have been like little silver linings that I've noticed. Um, So like recording online lectures and like the goofy video that I made to like welcome students to my class and all that. um, I'm realizing that there are things about online teaching that I feel like really... Mm -hmm. Like play to my strengths. Yeah. Right? Like I like hamming it up and I like uh-huh. wearing cute outfits on camera what? and like, you know, being charming. <laughs> and so like, ooh, I can make videos where people are gonna watch me do that? Uh-huh. And also they're gonna learn stuff. This
1: yeah, is part yeah, of my job. That's mm-hmm. fun for
0: me. Mm-hmm. Uh what about um what about research? Are you uh putting people in a scanner?
1: <laughs> no, we're not. Uh no, but basically all he all um all human subjects re- research has been shut down except for like medical trials and things that are, are related to health and safety of a, of a participant basically. Um, yeah. So we're not collecting any new data. We have lots of old data to analyze and a, a lot of our studies can go online. And so in the past we have, I've been really interested in doing online studies and have not, we haven't done as many as I would like to have done. So actually mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty. This is actually an okay time, or I've I've decided that it is an okay time to like take a break from in-person stuff and do a couple mm-hmm. of cool online studies, which I'm pretty excited about. Yep. Uh, we use Gorilla, Gorilla.sc uh, mm-hmm. for online studies, which we've had really good luck with. Um, uh, their support has been fantastic, uh, and there's a lot of flexibility in what you can do. I mean, you can do basically anything with their sort of like built-in drag and drop. Uh, interface, but then it, if you want something fancy, you can also just program things in JavaScript, and you can also mix script with the built-in things. And so, yeah, the, kind of the sky's the limit if you want to to really get into it. um But yeah, for most things, I think it's it's just really it's very quick. So, and I, you, you you guys have used that before too, right?
0: Yep, yep. um And we actually like just by coincidence were planning to do an online study this term using Gorilla, um and so it just launched that last night. I was like, let's. Well, that timing
1: works out just fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's very cool. Yeah. So yeah. that's fine. Um, we're, we're having meetings over over Zoom, which is great. We can share screens and code. And I, I will say, if, if this whole thing had happened, well, five or 10 or certainly 15 years ago, like during my PhD, you know, things would have been a lot harder. Yeah. And I think we, we're already storing a lot of um, data and analysis scripts, you know, in the cloud and, and have all these online collaboration tools. And so, um, I mean, in a way things are fundamentally changing, but actually not as much as they, they probably would have.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm still planning to have my, have my research lab and, you know, have my students register for credits to take the lab course, um, and meet with them regularly. Um, I am giving people the option of opting out of lab this term if they don't want to be involved and then joining up again, uh, in the fall, Mm -hmm. uh, assuming, um, which, which I haven't done before, but just, you know, if somebody has got a lot going on and they don't have headspace for it, I don't want Mm -hmm. to force them to do it. Sure. Um, but I, I think like, you know, my, my lab is, we're all pretty close and we really like each other and really like, um, you know, really like the work that we do together. And so I think it will be a nice distraction for people who you know for for people who want it, so I'm thinking, yeah, we'll do Zoom lab meetings, we'll read papers, we've got some papers to write, we've got some data to analyze, so there's mm-hmm. there's things to do even if we're not actively collecting new data
1: so back a few episodes ago, I think it was episode twelve. We talked about writing, and mm-hmm. one of the things we talked about was like Google Docs and sort of you know collaborative writing that way mm-hmm. um, and as i I said at the time, I've been sort of pushing my lab in that direction. I find that very useful at a time like this, too. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, yeah, you can read a whole draft and send it back and forth. But especially with not having hours and hours of uninterrupted time, it's much mm-hmm. easier for me to pop in for 15 minutes or half an hour and do some of the work. But, you know, so if you sent me a, a, a Word document and I got through the first page, well, do I send you back the comments on the first page or do I wait till I read the whole thing? which might be a week from now. In this way, it's like, you know what? If I have two comments, you can address those, right? It's it's sort of like asynchronous, uh, um, you know, uh, document editing, which I think is is also really helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm also, I'm planning to use Google Docs when my students in my class are like working together collaboratively on problem sets. Mm -hmm. to just have those problem sets in a Google Doc that they all have shared. So they can all be like adding stuff and, you know, Mm -hmm. rewording. And um, yeah, that'll be really useful. Yeah. Yeah, one one thing, I mean, one of the other reasons that I want to have the the lab going um is I I really like my lab students and I want to do everything nice for them that I possibly can. Um and so having the structure of lab is also just another way to like keep lines of communication open, mm-hmm. right? So that they know they can talk to me about stuff, uh, we can, you know, figure stuff out together. Um because I feel like one of one of my important jobs as a professor, especially now, is just looking out for their, their well-being generally, right? And so, yeah, I want to try and teach them some stuff and help make mm-hmm. them good scientists. But this term, I'm more focused on, like, making them feel like part of a community and looked after and, you know, right. And connected. Right, having a, connected a support system.
1: And, uh, yeah. and also helping them to, you know, putting them in a, a situation where they can support each other also, right? Like you offer a lot of right. support, but you also offer the environment where they can, you know, make, make some social connections and, and so yeah. on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Are there any new hobbies apart, apart from, um, uh, drinking and playing board games which I, I suspect is not a new hobby. Uh, are there any new mm-hmm. things you're, you're thinking about intentionally doing? And I'll I'll share one that I, I mean, we haven't really done this yet, but you and I have talked before, uh, Julia, and you're very good about this already, about writing actual pen and paper thank you notes to people. Um, Mm -hmm. And with everything going online, I almost feel like having a physical piece of mail is even more, kind of more of a treat. And also Mm -hmm. for maybe people who aren't um, in our direct academic circles, you know, family members or whoever. Who, who aren't as connected, like in a way I feel very connected at least with work people uh, this week because there's just, there's such a buzz and, and I mean I had no fewer meetings this week. They were just online. Um, yep. But anyway, but I, I sort of feel like that's a nice thing to do. And actually it can also be a nice family activity too. So our, um our daughter has been interested in uh, we have some like rubber stamps with different colors and different animals and some, you know, paper punches and things. So she likes making cards for people. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of you know obviously if I made a card I would have more words in it than she has but you know we can it's like something we can kind of do together to sort of connect with people who are far away so that's one of our our like quarantine you know goals
0: yeah that's that's super nice um, yeah I got my kids a bunch of uh, a bunch of new art supplies so they could you know have have lots of like fun new activities and things um and i was talking to my my grandma last night who is uh 101 years old wow and her nursing home is just basically a lockdown she like just stays in her room and they bring meals to her mm-hmm. right and like so she is she is super isolated um and yeah and so we were just talking last night about you know making cards to send to her and i'll print out mm-hmm. some pictures of the kids and stuff that i can, yeah. I can send to yeah that's um, nice but otherwise, my, um, I am really focusing on not having too high of expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really trying to do is like take good care of myself, which means, you know, like making time to exercise, which is very important for me, mm-hmm. uh, not eating all of the ice cream. And getting a tummy ache and feeling bad about it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, and you're home all day, right? Yeah. Um, No, exactly. So, 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 I want to do that. I want to take care of my family, and I want to do the best possible job that I can do for my students. And that, for now, is taking all of the time. So Mm -hmm. I'm uh, not being terribly ambitious about trying to do other things.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, although, like, you know, there are there are house projects that I'm like, ooh, the kids are happily reading books. Mm-hmm. I can repot those plants or paint that thing or whatever, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. um, given that I'm going to have more time hanging out at home just with kids, maybe some of those things will get done, but if they don't, I'm not going to feel bad about it.
1: I think that's important, right? And I think yep. there is, there is a sense in a way, um, or at least, oh well, there, maybe from some people on Twitter or certainly from like human resources here you know, we get emails saying, you know, you should be just as productive and 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 you have to work your normal hours and not be distracted by anything and all that, which you know, take it for what it's worth. But um mm-hmm. uh but I think there is a pressure to sort of feel like you know, we need to be productive. Like for me, like with research projects, right? Like you can't drop the ball on this stuff. And yeah, I'd mm-hmm. like to keep going, but I think kind of prioritizing sanity and um sort of realizing we're in this for the long run too again it's not just like a couple days where you just like grit grit your teeth and bear it um -hmm. you have to you know you have to might have to keep this up for weeks or or months and so yeah putting those structures in place to support it's like your personal infrastructure right like that that, the schedule and the taking care of yourself and the boundaries and all that stuff which none of us most of us don't have in place for this new reality Like It's okay to take Mm -hmm. a week and figure that out or like take Mm -hmm. a day and and just think about that or or don't think about anything as opposed to feeling like, well, it's day one. I got to work nine to five and, you know, keep all my scheduled meetings and and meet all my deadlines and whatever.
0: Yeah. I really like, I feel like flexibility is so key, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. with the class that I'm teaching with, you know, how we're like scheduling the kids days, all that stuff, like. Just try things, and maybe it'll work, and maybe it won't. And if it does great, and if it doesn't, try something else. And Mm -hmm. um, you know, given that this is such an unprecedented and unexpected situation, nobody actually knows how to do it right. So, right, right. All we can do is yeah, low
1: low expectations. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm gonna, like, we'll, we'll, let's print like, up T-shirts, Julia, for the juice and the squeeze. Lower your expectations.
0: But, right, but like, yeah, like not in,
1: <laughs> I know. not
0: in the context of like I let's do a bad I job, know. but just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Um,
0: All right. I think we're fifty-one minutes. That's probably pretty good.
1: I think we're good. I, I yeah. think I think that that was encouraging for me. Uh, yeah, hopefully for you.
0: Yes. All right, listeners. So, uh, hang in there.
1: Yeah. Listen Keep to podcasts. The best you can do. Yep.
0: Listen, listen to podcasts. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good stuck at home hobby.
1: And we actually have, we did have a lot of, uh, links to things from this episode. Um, mm-hmm. if people wanted to find links, Julia, where would they find them?
0: juiceandsqueezenet slash. 16. Six, Sixteen. Yeah. Um, and hey, as long as we're mailing people stuff, if you want stickers, uh, send us an email. Um, we've got a contact form. Um, there's a contact form on our website. Or you can always email us at thejuiceandsqueeze at gmail.com. Uh, send us your mailing address. And we'll give you some real life snail mail.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun?
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Good. Okay.
0: All right. Talk to you next time.
1: Sounds good. Bye, everybody.